All right, here we are in part three of First Corinthians 10, uh, going into something interesting here. God says, uh, you know, he, he has this part in, in the scripture, um, a, a verse that's really interesting, which is 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly, my dearly beloved, flee from my dollary. Right, so it's essentially saying that there's nothing that comes before you that you cannot handle <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of our body, of our flesh. Thanks to five levels of, of pleasure uh, that Robert Mike talked about. Um, those things like food, and and the 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 misstep or the the counterfeit pleasure of going and engorging ourselves in food and drink until until we burst at the seams that is uh that is our flesh that's our body uh and we we shouldn't go into that counterfeit uh because it's kind of like a temptation doing doing that stuff right same thing with illegal drugs or going all the way and getting drunk all the time that is um that's that's going towards our flesh, so it's kind of like missing the mark, sinning in a way, right? Uh, which which means missing the mark. Uh, so it's our responsibility, and it puts accountability on us because we can't say in this case, I can't help it because you know God made me this way. So it makes you accountable. It makes you accept responsibility and say it's my failure it's my thing that i did this because god is faithful and he doesn't tempt us beyond what we can take he always provides a way to escape so essentially all our mistakes are kind of our own fault (laughs) we can't say that god made us this way and so that's what we did now god just try to use whatever we go into and do with our free will and to, to make us stronger and better um but he doesn't make us do those bad things that we shouldn't be doing. So, moving on, uh, talks about communion a little bit. I'm not sure if you're aware of uh, the communion process, uh, but I'll read uh, verse 16 here, 1 Corinthians 10. It says, The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, being many, are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. So behold, Israel, after the flesh, are they are not they which eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? So, okay. So, so this um, communion of the blood of Christ, blood meaning, meaning that when he died on the cross, he shed his blood. Uh, and so we are partakers when we drink of the wine, uh, that cup of the blessing in a way, uh, with with Christ, with Jesus Christ, right? When we, uh, when we break the bread uh, and share it with each other, we're sort of becoming a body together. And that's sort of like the, 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 the body of Christ that was broken, uh, meaning that he was, you know, whipped by the Romans and he was crucified. The Romans strung him up and, uh, and, and killed him, essentially. And that, uh, so much suffering that he, uh, that he engaged in was his essentially his body being broken and so when we're taking the bread we some we think of this, these things we think of uh that process that jesus christ endured uh and uh what what happened that all the way back then uh, and uh, and so 
And so through this process of eating the bread, we serve, we, by partaking in this bread and the wine, we are uh, becoming one with each other as well, right? So we sort of, we're sharing. That which you share in, you become. Uh, and this goes into a little bit with uh, idolatry because some of the folks back in Corinth were eating, uh, you know, consuming stuff uh, that was given to gods. I and uh, so this has to do with that. Now, <clears throat> back in back in when the the sacrifices were being made, the same eating process is happening at the same time. When we're consuming something, it's becoming chemically part of us. So when the lamb's meat was offered by the high priestess, you know, back in the temple's days, the fat was taken and the portion was given. The other part was eaten by the priest uh, and and by the people essentially. As if we were becoming one with God because it was given unto him. So we are, in fact, engaging in communion. Uh, the, <laughs> we uh, had communion with God through the priest, uh, his, his sacrifice of the lamb. And that process, we became with God. So the same thing happens when we're eating together. In a way, we're becoming one with each other. We're breaking bread with each other. And we're becoming one with, uh, if we have that mental picture the, accessing that spiritual technology in a way, the body of Christ, right? The, uh, the communion of the blood of Christ when we're drinking the wine, uh, drinking the grapefruit juice, whatever they serve you. <laughs> so that is uh, five minutes are, are gone. And uh, that section was just a little bit about communion, the communion insight from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Shalom. May this podcast bring glory and delight to our creator and solid rock of the universe. Thank you for listening, and I hope that you enjoyed it. And if so, subscribe, share, and check out my other love, connection, and growth hotspots via the links in the description. Until then, l'hitra'ot. Later. Hey, I like you. You want to know why? First, you're taking the time out of your busy, busy day to have a listen, to learn, and to grow. So please know that my desire is to edify and build you up and add value to your life. So if you'd like to be involved and if you'd like to support me, Chazi, donate. Check the description. Share and tell people about this podcast. And keep on listening.